Hello stranger. Are you depressed? Are suicide thoughts bothering you? Or are you just a little bit crazy and confused? Then you are at the right place. Let me introduce you to the story of my ramshackle mind. From being a little boy to now, I always had dreams, big dreams. And that's why I want to talk with you in episode 14 about my childhood dream. I have kept from you so far the other two happiest days in my life. After my training as a textile finisher, which was only a means to an end, I continued to pursue the goal of getting the dream job par excellence. Since childhood, I wanted to become a policeman. My uncle was one. If there was a role model in the family, it was him. I looked up to him. He was always a cool guy. There was a catch to the plan. My grades were terrible bad. How was I going to manage it? I needed a miracle. Still, I could always see myself as a policeman in my dreams. There was no reason not to believe that I would not succeed. I never let myself be talked out of it. Whenever I was told that nothing would come of it, I thought you will see. After finishing secondary school, which I did with a grade of 3.8, more good than bad, I got an apprenticeship as a textile finisher in Biesingen, a neighbor village where my mother had grown up. Mr. Books, my trainer, who was about to retire and who was one of the old school, said that he would be able to sort it for me. He was strict but fair. Even today, I think he was the fairest and best boss I ever had in my entire life. One who never ran anyone into the ground or took advantage of anyone. I really liked him a lot and he is still very often in my mind. Someone who treated all the workers of the company with equal respect. He even managed to take away my fear of chemistry, physics and mathematics. For years, I had always scrapped with the grade 5 in these subjects. In Germany grade 1 is the best and grade 6 is the worst. I had the same teacher in these subjects. He was our class teacher and an idiot. He didn't really care about students and their talent. He was a washout as a teacher not capable of imparting knowledge to children. As a result, shortly after the first year, I didn't feel like it anymore. Unfortunately, we had him until the final year for long and never-ending five years. During my three-year training as a textile finisher, I became a model student who had a lot of fun with chemistry and physics. This was clearly due to the great teachers at the Kerschensteiner Vocational College in Stuttgart, where I studied for months. Suddenly, I was able to break down endless formulas and sail through the periodic table blindly from back to front. Together with my classmate Norbert, I was the best in class and I received a commendation in every report. In the end, I finished my training with 1.5. There was a report from the company and Mr. Books which certified that I was the best trainee ever. I'm still very proud of that. Sometimes I still find it hard to believe that the traded company boss personally gave me such recognition. 
So I was able to do something after all, somehow. It was the first time I could believe in myself. I felt that something was dormant inside me that wanted to come out to show what I could do. With these first class grades, I could apply to the police without any problems and lo and behold, I immediately received an invitation and was allowed to travel to Biberach a few weeks later for the entrance exam. I passed. Even the sports part. <laughs> I don't know how I did it. And even the speed test in mathematics, my paper flew off the table and it took me forever to pick it up and get to the next task. Also, all the logic questions completely overwhelmed me, like which number is missing in which row or when and where you should draw which points in a triangle. But at the end of the day, I was congratulated for passing the test. I vividly remember how I drove home from the exam and had to stop because I was sitting in the car. I was crying my eyes out because I was so incredibly happy. That was the second happiest day in my life after the announcement that my stepfather is not my father. My childhood dream had come true. Just like that. My unshakable belief was rewarded. This was the first time that I made my inner self, my vision, my dream connect with reality in the outer world. I was the creator of my life just because I believed in it, even though so many things worked against it. I learned then that my own power will always surround me and never leave me. Many years later I would doubt that, which almost cost me my life. Today I am sure of it again and I know that everything exists within me that I wish for and therefore does not have to remain a stupid dream. When I came home in the evening and told my parents, it was the first time that I had done something right and good. Now I was a policeman and soon a civil servant. Set up for life. The old geezer actually bragged about it. He wasn't interested in the fact that I had received a training certificate from my previous employee, which certified that I had been the best trainee ever. But now that I was with the state and as a future civil servant would be provided for life, I was suddenly the hero for him. But still, there was no hug from him. I was introduced with pride by my family. Certainly, my stepfather often thought that it had been good that he had shown me regularly who was the boss and who set the rules. And so something did become of me after all. Actually, it was his achievement that I become one of the boys in green uniform. He would probably have let me paint in oil one day and hang the picture in the living room if I the useless brat hadn't realized that this dream job was pretty big shit. When I realized that I would be considered an asshole by the nation for the rest of my life because 99.95% of the time policemen only bring bad news, my future was gone. I realized that I would never really progress because I couldn't become a detective inspector with a secondary school certificate, no matter how good I was. 
even though I was one of the best, one of the three best and could name all the legal texts, highway junctions in entire Germany and all the rivers on a dummy map in my sleep, I was quickly told that my career ended at police sergeant. There was no showlership or anything like that. I found out that most of my colleagues were power-hungry civilian failures who had nothing to offer in human terms except a big mouth. They waved their guns around and thought they were more fun than anyone else. After knowing the law, I realized how unfair our legislation could be when the ban on wearing masks at demonstrations was introduced. As a policeman, we sat on church steeples and photographed people protesting against nuclear power. If there were teachers among them, they had a big problem. After a few months, I started trembling all over when I had to go to the shooting range. When I saw for the first time what pistols and machine guns could do, I was terrified of walking around with them. Even greater was the fear of using the guns in action. I witnessed how colleagues from Biberach were killed in the line of duty. From the riot police, we had to go looking for suicides and corpses. I was glued to every word of our team leader with tears in my eyes when he reported how he had to inform a mother for the first time that her little child had been run over by a lorry and was no longer alive. He told us how he then drank himself into a coma for two days. I did not want to experience all this. I could no longer do this job. It was not possible. Besides, I hated being told when I was freezing and when I had to sweat and what the appropriate clothing was for that. I died a thousand deaths because with my confused emotions, my whole future planning went down the drain and I had no idea what to do with my life as a result. There was no plan B, but a lot of bad thoughts and an upcoming depression. Nevertheless, I quit my dream job after one year. I even had a psychosomatic breakdown in the barracks and was brought unconscious to the hospital by the emergency doctor. Two days in intensive care without finding anything. Then I went home and back to the barracks. On the day I announced my resignation at home, I flew out of the apartment without a second thought. I was forced to leave immediately. It was pure luck that the parents of my best buddy Michael's girlfriend in Hechingen had an empty granny flat that I could move into immediately. So I was not ending on the streets. The next day I got my furniture and stuff from my room and left home. From that day on, I only saw my stepfather twice or three times for the rest of my life. He did not want to understand me. In his opinion, all that crap about dreams and life was not worth a damn. I would have had a guaranteed job with the police for the rest of my life. He was not interested in what I did and achieved in the years to come. Once again, I became a disgrace to the family. When I announced years later that I was gay, uh, let's leave that. Just this much. 
My mother never had a problem with that on the contrary. She loved her first son-in-law more than me and she still call him on his birthday while avoiding to call me five days later if it's my birthday. Losing my dream job, being kicked out of home triggered the first major depressive crisis. I tempt this with marijuana and by focusing on my second big childhood dream. A year later I went to Africa, stayed there for one year and crossed the continent from Senegal to Madagascar. One of the biggest adventures of my life. I still wonder today why I ever came back. There was no need to. I was dumb. But no matter. Nothing could ever stop me again from dreaming and to this day every dream has come true. Even the most improbable pipe dreams I will get to later. Thank you so much for listening and please come back next Sunday to hear the next episode. Thanks a lot. Ciao, ciao.